You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is my interview with the director of the Netflix animated film, I Lost My Body, nominated for Best Animated Feature at the Academy Awards, Jeremy Clapton. everybody i am being joined here today by the writer and director of the netflix animated film i lost my body jeremy kleppa the film premiered at the 2019 Cannes film festival where it won the nespresso grand prize becoming the first animated film to do so in the film festival's history it is nominated for an academy award for best animated feature film we're very, very pleased to have Jeremy with us today to talk about his work on this magnificent movie. Jeremy, how are you doing today? Very good. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Uh, so first thing I want to ask, actually, to get us started here is what drew you to this project? I, I've heard you say a couple of times that this is a very difficult uh, pitch mm-hmm. for anybody in terms of the story and what it entails. So what drew you specifically to it? And then how did you have to come up with uh, ways to pitch it uh, to other people to get them to see what you saw in the material? Uh, actually, the, the film is coming from a book. So the main concept was uh, in the book of Guillaume Laurent called Happy End. And uh, this is my producer seven years ago who bring the book on the table and ask me if I wanted to do a feature film, animated film. And um, what I really like in the book was uh, this unique and new point of view of, uh, of uh, Severette Hand. And uh, then, and uh, the fact that uh, the viewer or the audience will experiment a new uh, kind of way to, to discover the world because uh, everyone will be inside the hand. So we will discover, um, we will follow this hand during the trip uh, in the town of Paris. And while the hand is doing this really hard trip, we can imagine for a hand, it's not easy, so the hand, uh, the hand will remind its past life uh, when uh, it was connected to the body and we will discover a new character. So I like this uh, eruption of fantastic in a story when it, it helped to see reality in uh, another angle. I, I agree. There's definitely a transcendent, almost existential experience that one has while watching this movie. And I think it actually helps with the personal connections that people have been expressing in regards to uh, their experience watching the film, uh, because it can mean so many different things to so many different people. Um, one of the things I, I wanted to ask you just in regards also to to, to bringing this uh, to the screen is that, you know, for such a, as I said before, such a broad experience that people can have while watching the movie. Can you talk about the decision to uh, have very, very little dialogue in the film uh, and to have uh, especially Dan Levy's uh, music kind of guide us through this hand's journey? Yeah, I think the challenge of the film was to trust um, on the main character, which is a severed hand. And the world of a severed hand is tactile. Uh, it's mute. The hand is not speaking. So we don't have to be scared about that, but we have to to embrace this kind of weakness. And we have to play to make it a strength. So um, that's why a part of the story is mute, because we have to be uh, deep inside uh, this 
what is it to experiment life when you are here, when you get contact to the world. You know, um, for everyone, we, the first experiment, experimentation we have to the world is going through the hand. When we when we are tried, we are exper experimented first to the world to the hand. And that's why the film is maybe existential, because when we are jumping to the childhood of the, of the hand, we all are connected to this kind of memory. And um, so, yes, it has to be, because the story is like, uh, there is two stories inside one story, it has to be very efficient that one story will be mute and the other will be more human uh, in another scale of uh, story. You know, you mentioned the human uh, component of this, actually, and I, I was curious to know, directly from you personally, what is the main lesson or takeaway, if you will, that you want audiences to have uh, from Neufeld's uh, story? Uh, I think... Um... I think now, Phil, I think the main maybe message is uh, when you are, you know, it's about destiny. The film is about destiny. And mm -hmm. if you are not aware exactly, sure, you need to be, imagine a, um, a snow field and you are in the middle of the snow field. When you look behind you, you can see your footstep. It's where you're coming from. It's like the childhood. And when you're, you, you're looking very far, the footsteps are very chaotic because the childhood, when you are in childhood, you experiment in every direction. But more and more, it gets close to you. It gets, it's like a, a single line. And what you have in front of you, there is nothing. It's like the future. And you have to make decision in your present to the present time, to, to be aware of the present time, to see, to be able to to have a future. So you have to decide, make a decision in the present time to change your direction or not. So it's not about thinking uh, of the future. It's about making the good things at the good, at good moment to, to be active in the present if you want to change the future. And that's uh, what he's doing now, sir, in fact. That's very beautifully said. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, 
you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts. And new episodes come out every Monday. You know, the movie has kind of a macabre like feeling about it, right? Because we're dealing with this uh, severed limb and dealing with very, very adult themes. Uh, but yet the movie does end on a hopeful note at the end even though you do kind of toy with the audience's expectations a little bit uh, in that final sequence. Um, can you talk about uh, just that that hopeful message, that life-affirming uh, message, and um, how important that is to you? Yeah, we discovered Marcel at the end. We know he's been traumatized by, the par- par- by his parents' death, and he's a bit stuck in his life because of that. And at the end, there is this kind of leap of faith when Naufel tried to to dribble destiny and to make something completely irrational. And I, I don't want to spoil too much. <laughs> Maybe. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Naufel, yes. It's like a, at the end of the film, it's like a rebirth for Naufel. And, um, and it's coming back to the sound and sensoriality. The last shot of the film is only... You know, the back of the guy, we only, we can hear is happy, relaxed, but we cannot see his face. We just hear the sound. The film is a lot about the sound. Naufel is very connected to the world about the sound because he used to, to record a lot of songs when he was a child. And uh, we left a bit Naufel in this posture. I mean, he's happy in front of the future. He doesn't know what, what will happen next. We don't we don't know also, and um, yes, I wanted to to feel the audience to feel relaxed, to feel the the emptiness and beautifulness of the of the possibility of the future. You've worked in animation prior to this, even though this is your uh, debut feature film, and I was curious to know: was there ever a question or a decision to ever go a live action route, or was it always conceived to be animation? Possession specifically? No, there was no no doubt to make it in animation. I think uh, animation uh, bring a distance uh, with the realism, and with a subject like this, with a severed hand, it's helped to to you know to to bring poetry. And also, I think that because all the world I create, we and the team we create on the film is not is kind of realistic, but it's. Uh, a hand-drawn realistic. Mm-hmm. Easy to grab to grab people from the seat and to to bring them into something very new. And there is no more connection, no more reference with reality. Uh, I can be pictorial if I want to be pictorial, more abstract. And um, I think it's uh, for this kind of movie. It's the poetry is bigger uh, in animation. Yeah. Uh, so you're nominated for an Academy Award. Uh, for this movie. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, where you were, how you heard the news, and what that feeling was like? Uh, I was uh, in the office of Netflix in a meeting room and with the team, with some of the team, I mean, a little few of the team, I mean, my producer, uh, my composer, and uh, people from Netflix. And yes, we were very, very stressed. Even we, we knew we had a chance to be in, good chance, you know, it's always tricky sometimes. So I didn't want to believe too much. And then 
the title came in the screen and it was like a, a total uh, a release, a total joy. <laughs> it was crazy. You know, because this film is coming from so long, so far. It's like uh, we were sometimes we were two yeah. working on that. And this is the contrast who, who put uh, so much joy because we are quite alone at the beginning. And after the success with Scan, everything was only uh, better and better and huge and huge. And so it's like uh, we are in the top of the hill right now. Yeah. And let's see what happens. Yeah. I mean, it's like to be expected for um, one of the bigger uh, juggernaut studios to have their film be a box office success, a critical success and an award success. But for your film to have this crossover appeal and have kind of this groundswell of underground uh, support uh, and to have the momentum just continue to build all throughout the season. I'm sure it must be such a thrill uh, for you. And um, we're all very happy for you because, you know, as I've told you in person before, I I feel a very deep connection to this movie and I want to see it succeed. And I know a lot of other people feel the same way about it as well. Oh, that's cool. I think, yeah, it's the year that maybe it can be possible. I don't know, but uh, I can feel a lot of love from people to the film, and it's uh, always uh, uh, it's very for me very touching each time. Absolutely, and we can't wait to see what you do next because I think that there is a very distinct voice uh, within this movie. And uh, I'm just curious to know, I know you're riding a wave right now of uh, success with this movie, but have you uh, begun plans on what it is that you're going to do next? Actually, I'm, um, I'm right. I have two projects, but it will be from my own. Um, uh, it's not an adaptation. It will be in my own, not based on my story, not my personal story, but it will be my my story I create. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm working both in uh, for a project in live action and uh, animation. But it's it's a bit too it's a bit uh, too soon to communicate uh, on that. And to be honest, I didn't expect to be so so much busy with all the campaign. Yeah, it's, it's like really it's wonderful. But in the same time, I I, I cannot do my work. I, I just I'm kind of a, right. a rep right now, like a politician. I don't know. It's, it's exciting. But it's a uh, blessing and a curse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's impossible to, yeah, when you write, you need to be like uh, alone a bit. And so I have to, to wait a bit. And um, I started, but I, I just uh, I just uh, put it on hold. It was completely nonsense. So <laughs> I have also other opportunities coming uh, uh, from people I met, and uh, yes, uh, oh, nice. I meet people. So for now, no decision. Just meet people and see. After taking a little rest, and uh, think. Well, the beautiful thing is that this film is on Netflix. Uh, anybody can watch it really yeah. at any time, for the most part. It's a lean, mean 81 minutes. You're in and you're out. And to have the kind of impactful experience that this movie uh, has in that amount of time, I-, I think it's well worth the effort for anyone that's listening that has not yet seen I Lost My Body to check it out. Uh, Jeremy, so, so excited for you. So happy for you. Um, and honestly, best of luck with all the continued success. Uh, you know, wh- wh- whether it goes one way or another way, at the end of the day, it's still a ride. And we're all just very, very happy to see that you and this film are receiving this level of recognition. Oh, thank you very much, Matt. Thank you. Absolutely. You have a nice day, okay, Jeremy? You too. Bye. 
All right, take care. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to my interview with the director of I Lost My Body, nominated for an Academy Award for Best Animated Feature Film, Jeremy Kleppa, here on the Next Best Picture Podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, Acast, CastBox, and also on Spotify. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you will get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we shall see you all next time. Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.